this and every episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast brought to you by People State Bank, the Andrews Insurance Agency, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Let's go white. Berkeley, Terry, Tracy, Cole, Destroy, and Stacey Moore. Neil, Keith, Sally, Sears, Evans, and the Glory Gears. Mo, Mom, Mel, Mare, the Cunningham Four. I tried not to look at the, I wasn't even looking at the computer. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast. Switched up the songs a little bit uh, there, guys. I was thinking, we need to write a new song or maybe just come up with a different verse of Red Hill Fire. I don't know about we. You seem to have all the expertise on that kind of hey, stuff. We just got to sit back and enjoy. Get your pen out. Start writing. I got one out. No King, as you uh, fans of this podcast know that uh, this time of year dave's in the field so just the three of us tonight chip jamerson gary emmons i am brian emmons and as always we are sponsored by people state bank the andrews insurance agency and of course our friends at tyler griffin's pizza house how are we doing tonight guys we're doing great good to see you guys and i love the topic tonight as this i told is one I'm of describing your this to someone i consider this like our Super Bowl, our Daytona 500, our World Series. This is like the main event of the year for non-guest episodes. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's it's homecoming week. It's homecoming night. It's one of those weeks that I look back on, and it was the the whole week had such a uh, it was a unique week because you know you had football practice, a lot of fun. You, and then you went to whoever's house or whoever had a barn or a shed or a big shed that you went to and helped build your float. And then, you know, just the, all the fun of the week was uh, really a special time. Yeah. And as I say on every one of these, the class of 1987, the greatest pyramid class in the history of our fair school. I, I will go out on a limb and say that. So, and do we know, do you ever practice the pyramid before they went you out know, i think if it was able to put a little practice into it would have went a lot better i don't remember us practicing but i will tell you as as most great teams do we planned i mean we knew what we wanted to do we had doug bosley and jamie gray going to the top and um yeah it was uh i think we ever had a plan in 91 i was not made aware of that i mean we just ran on the <laughs> you just ran and out there build, building something is that what you guys did in 93 Gary? absolutely yeah there's <laughs> well, no planning to it I mean, well that's ran... exactly why we're the greatest of all time right there yeah, it makes sense it definitely makes sense all right well uh we're going from 73 to 77 those are years that we have not covered on this podcast for homecomings and uh we were going to do this last week on the actual Red Hill Homecoming week. However, um, when we started to record it last week, um, I had a what I thought was a cord that goes from my mixer to my computer had gone bad, and it turned out it was an issue with the port on my Apple Macintosh. So uh, we actually could have, if I would have thought to switch to the Microsoft Surface, we could have gone ahead and 
recorded, but uh, and as my wife said, you made it sound like it was one of your vocal cords that went bad. It was not one of my vocal <laughs> oh, cords. Okay, so it was an actual. Man thought that. Okay. Yeah, it was. We could have played that up a little bit if we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I so we're doing that. seventy-three to seventy-seven. This will put us at twenty-five homecomings wow. covered. We've already done seventy-eight through ninety-seven, ninety-eight, something like that. Yep. So we you can go back and listen to those. The first year we did 10 of them. We went from 83 to 92 the first time we did this. And then we did a 70s one and then our 90s one and a 70s one or early 80s. So, yeah, we'll be at 25 after this. So if you are into the homecoming scene and this is your first one listening to, you can go back and listen. to Yeah, them. they're usually in October of each year, 2020, 21, 22. And that's our fourth time doing it. Yeah. Wow. Season four of. The old school, the old Red, school Hill Red Hill season four. We're ready for syndication at this point. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it seems like these uh, particular classes are, well, there's a lot of uh, on the Facebook page, there's a lot of activity going with some of these pictures yeah. that are getting posted of the, the Queens and whatnot. So I think this is a, hopefully maybe this will be for some of them that have never listened before. Maybe they'll listen. Yeah. The this might time. be an introduction to the podcast. So if it yeah. is welcome um, and you can go back in the archives and, and listen to every show that, that we've done and, and uh, please do so. So, uh, before we get started, Chip's got 1973. I wanted to just real quickly, um, as as people on this uh, that have listened forever, we have been, we don't get into a lot of current stuff, but once in a while we'll slip an opinion in now and then. And, and we were pretty hard on Red Hill for a while for not having junior high volleyball, making the kids start in high school, and it, it put them behind the eight ball. But three wins this year, right, Chip? They just got three another? Wins. Yeah. Chip. Jesse Lawson, yes. uh, Dowdy. She Dowdy now. Jesse Lawson, Dowdy. She yeah, is so. leading the team. Jacob Hughes is her. I've known Jacob since the day he was born. He's a 2019 Athens grad where I taught with his parents. Oh, wow. So it's great to see him teaching down at Red Hill. And he's he plays a little bit of college volleyball at Greenville. So great coaching staff. And I hope they yeah. can keep that consistency, get the young players. Everybody gets interested. I, I like the direction the volleyball program is going. So kudos. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. That's awesome. I mean, you know, they've, they've had some hard times to say the least. So great to see those, those uh, athletes getting some victories. And, and uh, like you said, uh, sounds like they're on the right path. So hopefully that will continue. So, Hey, let's get going. 1973 homecoming and your man to lead the charge is Mr. Chip Jamerson. I'm honored to have the 1973 homecoming. This is the first homecoming of Red Hill High School. This is the first year of existence for the school. Sumner and Bridgeport coming together. It's my first homecoming. I was born in December of 72, so I missed out on that 72, that final Bridgeport and final Sumner homecoming. Uh, I'm alive now. I'm about to move (laughs) to, I think we... We just moved to Bridgeport. We were living in Lawrenceville by the country club for a while. And I think I was about nine months old when we moved to Bridgeport. So we are fresh in town there on 1105 Adams Street. And it's homecoming. This is so exciting. Well, I just wanted to say real quick, because uh, if somebody's going to hear this and they're going to say, wait a minute, this can't be the 1973 homecoming because so-and-so was a senior in 74 we as the caring podcast host that we are i'm gonna play right now a public service announcement for all you red hill listeners thank you this is a public service announcement 
on behalf of the old school Red Hill podcast. Of your senior year, your fall activities will be listed as one year prior to your graduation date. For example, if you graduated in 1987, your fall activities, such as football season, would be listed as 1986. Again, a public service announcement on behalf of the old school Red Hill Podcast. Okay, there we go. Hopefully that helped everybody out on <laughs> the Facebook page <laughs> and on because, hey, listen, it cost me a once a year. We play Jeopardy on the show, Red Hill Jeopardy, and it cost me a victory because I messed up Mike Ash's graduating year. And, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, it happens. We understand. <laughs> but hopefully that public service announcement because it never fails when a fall post goes up. Someone says, nope, that's not right. They were seniors <laughs> of the next year. No. Yes. Yeah, so, yep, okay. The, football, the homecomings always take place in the fall in the fall except for the 2021 football season was weird uh that 2020 season they played it in 2021 i'm not sure what red hill did about homecoming that year i think they may have did in the spring done in the spring but other usually every other regular year it's been in the fall just as the 1973 homecoming was all right 50 years ago wow 50 years ago ago. and it's a late homecoming we're going to go with Thursday, October 25th, and Friday, October oh, wow. 26th. Oh, that is late. Really? Yeah. So we're really early on this podcast. If you're going by the when the original homecoming started, football season went a little later back then. So just a few – the the newspaper did a great job. We're talking daily record here. Did a great job of giving you an update of everything to expect. So I'll kind of run through what you can expect this week. And right. I think a lot of it's going to sound familiar to what you experienced when you were in school and may still be experiencing today, whether you're in school or uh, or out of school. So first of all, if you need your entry, if you want to get entered in this, I think the greatest parade that there's ever been. And why the, wouldn't you want to get an entry? The Thursday night homecoming parade, the only thing that can rival it is the Saturday afternoon fall festival parade in summer. That's impressive as well. But that Thursday evening with that chill in the air is the, and it was big. These parades were long. There's a lot of entries it, it, it's the crown jewel of parades in that area yep. of the state, definitely in the county. Although I hear a lot of people love that chestnut festival. Is that the name of it in St. Francisville? <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. never been to that, but people uh, rave about a, that parade. It's a, it's a big, it's a big draw. But if you want to get involved in this, you can't just show up. You're going to have to call the school during regular hours. And that phone number, of course, nine, four, five food. Pause. Oh no, <laughs> not food. But we'll talk about that in a moment. The, um, for people at home that have been dialing this number for 50 years, if you or BTHS way longer than 50 years, I'll let you finish the, the end of that phone number. Did you get it? Did you impress everybody in your car that you know the Red Hill phone number? It <laughs> was, as you said, 945 2521. 25. You've ever had a kid absent from school? You've definitely dialed those numbers or inquired on sectional tickets or. Harlem magician tickets or whatever you're looking for. You've all dialed that donkey basketball, donkey basketball, micro wrestling. (laughs) You've had little Texas. You had to call that phone number. Uh, So there's going to be various categories. There'll be judges, which we'll get to the judges in a little bit. So I don't know if judges were always around, but when this started in the seventies, I doubt if I was at that one may have gone. I may have been in a stroller at it. I wonder if this is, do we go like, like, local celebrity judges or is it just teachers do we have any I'll, idea about that you might be able to call them local celebrities i'll get to them oh later we know we oh, oh great yes <laughs> okay yeah. um 
the um and the theme of this is beginnings okay perfect theme this is the beginning of a new school district so try to keep your floats although a lot of them didn't seem to stick to that from what i saw but they do <laughs> try to keep your floats with the beginnings theme yeah. so we're going to include floats bands cars queen candidates walking skits decorated bicycles clubs we're going to have it all what you would expect here we're going to play the floor wolves this year and that's going to be in october friday october 26 back mm, then and for even throughout our high school years uh those were 7 30 starts back then so the game got over extra late um for the dance which we've um, discussed the- <laughs> we've discussed that before too Yes, the Queen's going to be announced at halftime of oh. the football game. Okay. Now they announce it during the pep rally. In our time, they announced it actually during the dance. You didn't know until the dance. Yeah. In the in the beginning, the beginnings, the be- it was announced during halftime of the football game. Okay. I like and, that. And then, of course, the marching Salukis under the direction of Robert Clymer will put on a show at halftime. And the music and the art department is actually coordinating the entire homecoming week. If you're going to the dance, the Jehovah's are going to be playing this year. So you got a live band. It's a dollar for singles. If you want to save 50 cents, bring a date, a dollar 50 for a couple. That ain't bad. So you get, get a little bit of a deal there. <laughs> and of course, you need to call Mr. Ferguson or Mr. Clymer if you want to get involved in this at 2521. I'm sure the office will answer that phone and direct the messages to them. Yeah. A little, some other things going on during homecoming week. Secretary, this was his uh, big year, Triple Crown. And his final race is coming up this Sunday, the night or two nights after the dance. So, um, congratulations to Secretary on a fine career. <laughs> Good job, Good job Secretariat. I don't know. I'm sure he did some other races later. So, like, would um, this have been the Breeders' Cup? It may have been. Yeah, I, I think glance I saw. That would be in the fall. Yeah, yeah I think sure. it would be so, the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Jackson, congrats on winning the MVP and winning oh. a new car. <laughs> uh, the uh, A's have beat the Mets by in, in a seven game in game seven took them to the seven games. But Oakland Athletics are your World Series champs uh, at the Midway Drive, and not not everyone's up for football or maybe and the dance and everything. And definitely Saturday, since everything kind of ends on Friday, you're gonna need something to do Saturday night. So the men who loved cat dancing, starring Burt Reynolds, is playing. <laughs> Never heard and, of that. Slither with James Caan and Sally Kellerman. Those are your main features. Those are your PG, PG films. Well, now, what was got, that first one? The Men Who Loved The Men Who cat? Loved Cat Dancing. Huh, you interesting. Search that for us. It's yeah. uh, Burt Reynolds' film. And in the R, when they start playing the R movies, oh, yeah. Fly Me is playing, as well as Hitchhikers. And Hitchhikers is the kid who put the jip in Gypsy. Oh. Is how they're... Uh, the tagline there. The Man yes. Who Loved Cat Dancing is a 1973 American Western film adaptation of Marilyn Durham's novel of the same name, directed by blah, 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 starring Burt Reynolds and Sarah Miles, along with Harry Stradling Jr. Okay, so the Ooh. man who, I couldn't read my handwriting if that was an A or an E, so it's the man who loved cat dancing. So man. Burt Reynolds, I assume, is the man. Uh, I'm it's assuming. not a whole group yeah. of Burt no. and his friends. It's, only um, one guy that loves cat dancing. And to me, a big story going on that week was our cross-country team. We've consolidated. Uh, it's one big Red Hill team. I don't even know if Sumner had a cross-country. They may have. I hope they did, since John Christie. I was going to say, would that be John years. Christie, right? <laughs> Yes, so John yeah. Christie's obviously this team. It's a great team. The team finished second at districts. And a question I posed on the Facebook page is John Christie, the dance we know doesn't start around 1030. It's not going to go over to around midnight. John Christie's got to be in Centralia for his 
sectional race, 11 o'clock Saturday Ooh. morning. Oh. I'm guessing Christie doesn't go to the dance. I mean, he's the type of athlete, you know, one of the all-time great athletes. I'm assuming, I mean, not assuming, I know he's very driven and focused and he had a, you know, he was going to be playing, running cross country beyond high school. Mm-hmm. I don't think he go. I think he misses his only Red Hill homecoming dance. Would be my guess there. No one's well, ever. Anybody knows. Yeah. Let us know on this. Did John Christie go to this dance, or was he preparing for that race? And he's always a person that comes up. His name came up that he should be considered for Hall of Fame at some point. Yep. His name comes up on people we should interview at some point. Always one of the first names that comes up. So I think we will talk to him at some point if he's interested. And I'll have to remember that question. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm guessing no. He's he's um he the cross country team will be announced at halftime of the football game though. So because they're you know so he's there. Season. I mean he's there, but I think he goes home. I think he goes home at eight thirty nine o'clock. All he's right. in bed by ten, and. I could not find how he did it sections. Like I maybe have looked on the IHSA website, but not in the newspaper. But I'm sure he did well. He did this second to a guy uh, from Alney at District. So a great rival, a great NEC rivalry between those two. So our team was loaded, though. Of course, you got Christie was second. So you're getting get some big points there. Um, but Dave Stoltz finished 12th. Okay. A Jeff Purcell finished 13th. Daryl Howard finished 23rd. Dave Jones finished 36th. You count your top five scores. So you got two other guys, Andy. Um, gosh, I can't even read my writing on that one. Andy Atkins or something like that. Yeah, it was Andy um, Atkins. Yep. Uh, he finished 40th and TJ McClellan finished 42nd. You may chuckle. Ha ha. Andy and TJ scores didn't count. They were sixth and seventh on their team. I'm telling you, there's 147 people in this race. Our last runner finished 42nd. <laughs> that so, ain't bad. That is that, no, that's really that good. That every every one of our runners was up near the top in the lead pack. So even McClellan would have been probably the top runner on a lot of these teams, or at least number two or number three runner, and finished and he was our seventh runner. So great cross country team there. And I know John Christie is still involved with the cross country team today. So that's a little bit going on during homecoming week. So the parade, of course, is going to be on Thursday. It's now on Friday because the game's on Saturday. I wish they would keep the Thursday. Um, maybe they. I've never been to a Friday Red Hill Homecoming Parade. Maybe it's great. I'm sure it's great. No, I'm sure. But uh, Thursday night tradition. Yeah. So the parade is going to uh, go at 5.30. You got to start it at 5.30. You can't wait till 6 because, remember, we're October 26th here. So yeah, it's going to be dark quick. It's getting dark early because uh, – we don't move to time changes this upcoming weekend. I saw in an article, so we're still on the daylight, the daylight time, daylight savings time. So, um, so we're going to go the the familiar route there, um, Judy Avenue, Main Street to Chestnut, that we're all familiar with. Yep. Uh, the parade, it, the the newspaper did an awesome job here. They pretty much broke down everything, every float. Oh so wow! Kind of try to. Um, put it in my own words a little bit here. So I'm not read completely reading to you. The, the fire, the police department led the way um, led by the, or followed by the color guard. And then the senior class float red Hills better than boot Hill was their theme Ooh, of their float. Red so Hills, boot red Hill. I looked up as a wild West cemetery. It's a, it's a Dodge city thing. Boot Hill. I don't know if it really has to do with the beginnings theme. Uh, That was my question. Yeah, I got you. So Red Hill better than Boot Hill. And I think it shows a boot and a floor wolf over the. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) We've all seen that. (laughs) 
over the goalposts. Like was there, yeah. <laughs> they, you know, yeah. Well, it's easy to make PVC pipe. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, but so we've seen all these classes copy that. Yeah. The set. Yeah, the this system. is the yeah. This is the beginning. That's the how set that, before yeah. the That's how it tied in because the this mascot was the beginning. over the goalposts. Yeah. So, um. And then we'll start going through the candidates as they're listed here in the parade. It's a little bit different this year. I'm going to go the parade order of the candidates. Okay. So the um, the the flower girl, um, Wendy Campbell, and the what do we call it? The ring bear, crown bear, <laughs> crown bear. Yeah, uh, Darren Clinworth. So uh, two I, people I don't. Do you know these? I people? do know I mean, Darren Clinworth. They would have been around your age, I guess. But Darren Clinworth, I think, was in my class. And he moved away. But, yeah, gosh, okay. I haven't thought about that name in forever. Yeah. Wow. He, he, you would, so it would have, that would have been the right age. And then huh? Wendy Campbell, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bob Campbell's uh, daughter. I'm not sure what happened. You know, to. I wonder if that's Matt Campbell's sister. He also moved away. Oh, Matt Campbell, yes. Yeah. Okay. I know Matt. Yeah, I don't I think, know. Is Matt like an 85 guy or that something? That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, he used to sit behind us when the kindergartners would get there in the morning at the K-5-6 center, and we'd have to sit in the gym, and the fifth and sixth grade would be sitting right behind us. Matt Campbell used to give the kindergartners a little, he'd a little mess with us and <laughs> scares, all in good fun. Oh, but, oh um, I'm sure. He yeah. liked to mess with the kindergartners every day. <laughs> so I was a little scared of Matt Campbell, but looking back, I know it was he was just having fun. So our first candidate's going to come through, and it's Ann Bunyan. And Bunyan's escort is Jim Buchanan. Now, as it states here, and the queen candidates are all senior girls. That's how Red Hill's done it from the beginning and Good. still does it today. They're picked by the varsity football players, and uh, their escorts are all from the football team. So we Red Hill has never done a homecoming king. It's just escorts from the football team. You see a lot of schools that have a homecoming king, and it might be some football players, some not, but this is Red Hill's tradition, and I'm glad they've stuck with it through the years. You got the Brownies and the Girl Scouts. Of course, the Women's Club came through with the float called The Great Beginning, so kudos to the <laughs> women For following the theme. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Maria Ridgely came through. Uh, she's the nine-month-old daughter. Um, she's that won the baby contest, so... Uh, she's coming through next. Their next queen candidate, we got Rhonda Leg, and her escort will be Rick Moyer. And then you got the junior high band under the direction of Arlie Roberts. I didn't know she was a junior nice. high band. Well, it says Mrs. Roberts, so I'm assuming Arlie Roberts. I mean, music in Red Hill, it's got to be her. Um, and then you got the junior float, pack them up, Salukis. Yep. So I don't have a picture of that, but I'm sure there was a wolf involved in getting packed up, maybe a trap or something oh, like I'm that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> trapping the wolf in. Um, so that's the junior float. And then of course you got the boys. And then no, no, next you've got uh Linda Parrott. Linda Parrott's up for homecoming queen this year and her escort Mike Worth. Daughter so, of Delbert yeah. and Pat Parrott. Yep. I've actually used Linda's name in a Jeopardy question at one time. It may have been homecoming related actually. Yeah. So Linda's going to be up for Queen this year. You got the Boy Scouts, then, of course, coming through. And then the music department um, with the theme, their float was called Beginnings. So they stuck right with yeah, the went, theme. Yeah, went right, right. Just copied <laughs> it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've, um, and then they talk about how the, uh, and the football players and cheerleaders come through. And then our next Queen candidate, Sue Schlichty. I assume Sue lived there at 1045 Adams Street. Yep. where the Schlichties lived, and her escort is none other than Mr. Terry Andrews. Ooh, so T-Bone is in the convertible with Sue Schlichty. Um, 
and she's candidate number four. Um, I looked up the house, so 1045 Adam Street is where Gary and Brian lived for um, next to me at 1105 Adam Street, lived there for a good portion of time in the 80s. And this house was built in 1972, according to Zillow. So they were they must have just moved into this house. They do list it as three bed, one bath. I would list that as a one and a half bath uh, house, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Unless that house, maybe that bathroom wasn't originally built. I got to think it was always I there. Would, yeah, you would think. So. Um, but yeah, there was a little half bath next to the master bedroom there. And so, yeah, I've, uh, so I'm going to call that one and a half Zillow yes. on there. So, so I'm assuming the Schlichties were the first people to live there and they lived there until the Veals came along about eight or nine years later. But um, nice house and nice people. So next we've got, we are, well, we've got Marva Wagner. Marva's escorted by Jeff Carell. So she's our next queen candidate. Okay. Seems like I've got a queen candidate. Oh, no, here's the next one. There must have been maybe six this year. And next, you got the sophomore float. It's called Put Litter in Its Place. And I'm sure there's something to do with flora or something on that. You got the, the Christy, yeah, Christy Fire District coming. Uh, Sumner Ruritan, of course. Uh, the Delts, they're in here this year. And they have decorated a truck for their float entry. And then our sixth candidate is Kay West, and she's being escorted by a future guest on the show, fantastic athlete, Hall of Fame candidate, not John Christie, but Doug Hardacre oh, will yeah. be escorting Kay West. So, and then, and then, of course, I love the freshman float, so I definitely want to get to this. You've got Greens Auto Parts, Lions Club, got a lot of people in this parade. The freshman float, it looks like they used to take on commercials or like product products is what okay. they use. It's called the freshman float was the Huff special. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Featuring Brooks ketchup. Okay. okay. All right. Reynolds rap. Uh, Darren Reynolds dad, or we just talked about. Yeah. And who Ray? Who Ray? I couldn't look up a product. I couldn't find a product called Who Ray. There is one that just came out that's like plant. It's like plant bacon. <laughs> yeah, that it's was not Ray. it. In the seventies, I couldn't find a product huh. called Hooray. So unless it's just like hip hip hooray. So I'm taking it. The four football coaches would have been Huff, John Brooks, Richard Reynolds, yep. and Mike Ray would have been your foot. So it's a take on all their names, which I thought was a fun float there. And then of course, many other categories or many other floats. The the judges this year, what you're waiting for were oh. Jean, Mrs. Jean Baldwin. So celebrity i guess that's where you said it'd be celebrity judges so far i'm going like women's club or something like that keep going uh gene ingledow from sumner you gotta get a sumner person in here okay. you gotta keep everything even and then jim phelps from okay. bridgeport there goes Ooh, the, I, I was going women's, there goes club, women's club yeah that's that's out. um so the winners will be announced at halftime and then of course some of the things i already mentioned one, yeah, we got time for a few more things here. I, I might be able to finish this up before we take a commercial break. Um, Brian, we got some music from 1973 because I got some ideas here. If you've got the songs, I can give you some of the. This was some of the popular music that I assume I always picture the kids in their cars driving to and from wherever they're going, float building, football game, parade, and those songs they were listening to, and also those songs that I think would have been playing at the dance in 1973. These were all on the charts at the time. So I assume this was played as a slow dance. It was the number six song. It was previously a number one song a few weeks earlier. 
It's by Marvin Gaye, and I'm sure it was played that night. Let's get it on. Oh, what a beginning to a song. If this song was not played at the dance, it was played after the dance on the way right. home. I love this part. Oh, that's a great song. He's about as good as it gets. Uh, what a here great song. And if you've never watched High Fidelity, Jack Black does a version of this song at the end that is oh, yes. just killer. I got two more songs. Uh, the Edgar, Edgar Winter Group had a huge hit at that time. It was only number 27 at this time, but it would be uh, a top 10 hit. or either It was either coming or going down the charts. So I know it was played at the dance because the kids are going to rush to the dance floor. One thing I didn't know until recently that Dan Hartman, who um, one of Gary's favorite songs from Night, I can oh, dream yeah. about you. Is about the, you. He's the lead singer of the Edgar Really? Yes. So, and his hit at that time was Free Ride. In the Days to Confuse soundtrack. Of course, it was a band playing. That's Dan, Dan Hartman. Hartman. Dan Hartman. Really? No kidding. The late Dan Hartman. Free Ride, the Edgar Winter Group. All right, um, all right, all right. And I definitely, now, so we do have the Jehovah's who are playing, or our band playing, so they, who knows what they played, but I'm sure that when the music was playing before the actual band started, these were songs playing. And of course, the number one song that week, um, everybody was singing it during oh, yeah. football season that year. Uh, Midnight Train to Georgia, Gladys Night in the Pips. Let's skip the whole head just a second here till uh oh, here we go. LA too much for the man. Can't get out of this. Oh, we had to hear the pips. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the pips in. Yeah. Good All song. right. Brian, I'll get to one more thing, and I think we'll take a commercial break, and then I'll finish it up by talking about the football game. If, that sounds great. I don't, and the and who won the Queen? Uh, a funny picture. So we the, we talked about they went to the. Um, <laughs> this really has nothing to do with anything. I <laughs> thought it was funny. In case they want to go on the Daily Record and look at it, they took a picture of a guy called a little runner. Um, he are these 147 people. This guy's about four foot six and he's running in the um, the high school varsity cross country meet. It's just a funny picture. Um, he's the smallest runner. They called him. He was holding his own. And then some big kids are right next to him. The picture say knocked him out of the way. Oh on the way to DQ. So, so the kid from Salem um, finished a little lower than he was going to. But the, the daily record called him. They say he looked like about a sixth or seventh grader is what they thought he looked like. But I thought it was a fun picture oh, there. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then we're going to hear about the football game and who was crowned 1973 homecoming queen. All right. We'll be back right after this. When you hear that music, we're going to start talking pizza, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now. Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. It's right across the street from the Dog Pound. They're open Tuesday through Sunday, 4 to 9, first Friday of every month. They're open for lunch from 11 to 1. Gary, people are waiting. What in the world is this month's specialty pizza? 
Now I'll tell you what, they've had some they've had some unique combinations here, but this may be Tyler's most unique creation yet. If it's his creation. <laughs> He's calling this the leftovers. Okay? Okay. Fitting for October because it seems a little scary, but don't worry, just wait until you hear all the delicious toppings on this pizza. Talk to me. Tradition traditional crust. Okay, so not too crazy. You're not gonna yeah, you're not gonna scare your body away with that. <laughs> we're gonna pull a, we're gonna pull a garlic butter on that. Okay. Mm, okay. It's no red sauce, garlic butter. Chip's a big then fan of garlic butter. I love garlic butter. Then we're going crispy chicken. Everyone seems to love crispy chicken. Yeah. Mashed potatoes on a pizza. On a pizza? Whoa, Tyler. <laughs> Chip just called okay. time out. All right, I'm willing to keep listening. We're gonna sprinkle uh, corn. Okay. Corn, okay. We're going mozzarella and cheddar cheese. Two I kinds like of cheese. Brown gravy. <laughs> and then we're going to just finish it with salt and pepper. Listen, there's a disclaimer. I need, I need one of these. That's <laughs> a disclaimer here. These are no one's actual leftovers. Okay, so they don't want to get anything. Oh, out so there. like oh, you, okay. like people didn't bring their leftovers over. <laughs> no, because you never know. People tend to. They tend to put their own spins on things sometimes. So yeah. this is no. There, he's making it fresh in house. Stop by Tuesday to Sunday to try this pizza. A ten inch is going to cost you eleven seventy nine. Fourteen inch is going to cost you eighteen. For all that, I feel it's fair. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, that thing's going to be a heavy pie there for sure. Chip, so. if you want to dine in, delivery, carry out, how do you get a hold of these people? Well, of course, it's area code six one eight nine four five food and that and brian what are the numbers in that on that food what's that equal well that's nine four five three six and then a yes, six, six and then a three, three. yeah there you yes go. nine four five food nine four five thirty six sixty three they're right there at the dog pound on judy avenue somebody made a comment here on the facebook page that sounds like a kfc bowl and that that's well, true I'm, yes yeah. so probably if, the inspiration right? yeah and, and, and if you want uh if you want the leftover pizza and i know you do call 945 food and that is one of our great sponsors from almost the very beginning tyler mm -hmm. griffin's pizza house all so right i've got yeah, just a couple more things to report here. I know it seems like it's been all cross-country and parade and candidates and all that, but let's get to a little football now. Let's talk so football. As we know from the parade, we're definitely playing floor in an NEC battle this week, and uh, it was a great game. Uh, so Red Hill came into the game 1-6 overall, 0-5, and, um, and then... Flora comes in 3-1-1. One, one. They had tied with Carmi. They came into the game 3-1-1. One, one. So pretty good Flora team we're playing. And scoreless first quarter, so a defensive battle. We know quarter, we know Brent Gray. He had it's back in the quarterback episode. I think he had Doug Hardaker maybe got injured. So Brent Gray had taken over as the quarterback there. And he pitched to Dan Brooks for a 46-yard. Um and then Brooks to 46-yard scoring pass to Alan Gray. So that opened up the scoring. And then Mark Schlichty then recovered the kickoff. So it sounds like Flora. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Thumb, yeah. So it was at 26-yard line. So Schlichty, I assume it's Sue's brother, right there, 1045, Adams. Uh, so we're in business now. And then seven plays later, Brent Gray hit Chris Black for a 10-yard 
touchdown pass. So Red Hill's up 12-0. Chris Black, um, that's a name I don't remember ever hearing. We we haven't talked by much. I ha- I know he is a pretty good basketball player as well. So as we get into the school year, I'm sure he'll be a, a hot topic name. I'd love to do this school year at some point. And then, but you can't, everything can't always go perfectly. It seems like as a Red Hill fan, uh, Flora then took the next kickoff back 82 yards for a touchdown. So <sighs> we got a ball game again. And then Flora would come back a little bit later and tie the score at 12. Um, when Sulzberger, he, he touched us so were 12, 12. And then Red Hill took an 18, 12 lead um, early in the second half, but, Floor would come back and tie that up right away. It's 18-18, and then Flora pulled away with the last two scores and won 32-18. to 18. Uh. Uh, Red Hill, if you just look at the tail of the tape, Red Hill outrushed Flora 267-193. to 193. They outpassed Flora 71-37. to 37. Uh, They had 15 first downs. Flora had 11. Red Hill ran 59 plays. Flora ran 35. So every you want you want to win the turnover. Well, they had, you want to win. The, I don't have the turnovers. I guess I could look at it here. Um, I don't think we won the turnover battle. I think that was part yeah. of the problem yeah, there. Right. Um, but you want to win time of possession, um, first downs. Of course, you want more passing yards, more rushing yards. But um, penalties were about even. So we did uh, interceptions were even, and then. Um, Fumbles just looking at, but really about everything you're looking at in the stat page, we were even with them there. The Bill Huff quote was, we played the best game we could. One kickoff and a couple late hits hurt us, so some penalties did come back to hurt us. Um, Huff also said, it's not their offense, but their speed. They have speed inside as well as outside, and that's, I mean, if you got that at any level of football, and at the high school level, if you got a speed, you can really – see the advantage more at the high school level. Cause in college, everybody's got some speed sure. in pro at the high school level. It's really shows up if there's a speed advantage or disadvantage. Yep. So Red Hill did drop to one or one and seven overall. zero and six in the conference. And they are, they're on a bye week next week. And then they'll come back and finish it up November 9th against Lawrenceville. So <laughs> a late season a rare. We've talked about that a little bit. These seventies ago, how the schedule was a little bit different. There were some weeks you didn't play. Yeah. So, Sadly, we lost the homecoming game, but it was against a really good NEC team, and we played, like Huff said, we played as well as we – I mean, we executed almost as as we needed to. Let's get to the Queen. The Queen was announced at halftime of this game, at huh? the 12-12 game at halftime, and our Queen for this year, I the, the candidates, of course, are Ann Bunyan, and J- escorted by Jim Buchanan, Rhonda Legg, and Rick Moyer. Linda Parrott and Mike Work, Sue Schlichty and Terry Andrews, Marva Wagner and Jeff Carell. There's two people I didn't name. The homecoming queen for 1973. The first, you know, one can ever take this away from her. And I saw some, I saw someone tagged her on the post that Gary put the picture of the candidates up. So she has been tagged on her Facebook page. Um, your homecoming queen is Miss <laughs> Kay West. The Kay daughter West. of Mr. and Mrs. Clyde West of Roll Route Sumner. So Sumner actually brings home on the first year of consolidation, actually brings home the homecoming queen. And I so I, I guess she could have been Red Hill, depending on where her address was and things. But yeah. well, very well there could have been her first year at the school. And her escort was Doug Hardacre. So Hardacre would then have the honor of coming back the next year. Cross-country team, as I said, was introduced. And the float winners 
first first place freshman float the huff brooks ketchup reynolds rap and who ray uh, play on all the names so that would the be the coaches. class of 77 right Yep, yeah. yep, class of 77. So we'll kind of see how they do throughout. And then, of course, the MCs were Lisa Lappin and Kevin Wright. And the traditional queen dance took place at 1030. Guys, I had a lot to report on because the Daily Record provided me with a yeah, lot of I information so. there. Everything but not a real big game article. So I had to go to the Sun commercial for the game article. But uh, they're it, a great time had by all. Awesome. That's all I can say there. 1973, so, the first one, the beginning. I'm the beginnings. I'm going to pass the baton on to, I believe, Brian Emmons is going to tell you all about 1974. I am. I've got 1974. But first, I'm going to talk to you about our friends at People's State Bank. Guys, if you want a bank that cares about you and the community, listen, don't go any further. People's State Bank, personal, business, agricultural, trust services. They've got online mortgage loans. I mean, anything you need, they can take care of you. And if they can't do it on the website, all you got to do is go into one of their convenient locations in Lawrenceville, Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, and see the folks. They always greet you with a smile, and they will take care of your financial needs. This bank does so much for our community. They always sponsor the Pack the Place, which we've all attended games in Pack the Place, and and the basketball, 4-H, all kinds of school activities. It's a bank that cares about you and, more importantly, cares about our community. All those locations, Lawrenceville, Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, go see the folks at People's State Bank. 1974, let's get it started. Well, let's just tell you who is, uh, I'm going to go kind of chronologically as the newspapers covered this homecoming festivities. Uh, Your queen candidates, one of these young ladies, will reign over the 1974 homecoming at Red Hill High School. Queen candidate, and the queen is going to be, now this is, we're going to make a little switch in year two of Red Hill. The uh, crowning of the queen is scheduled for 9.45 p.m. Following oh, the football oh, game, early. so, so uh, well, that's what they say. It, it's got, that football game starting at seven thirty. It's not, not happening. That queen at yeah. And they, I guarantee you, they didn't start the football game at six. So yeah. that's not happening. Let's just get that out right right now. It looks good in the paper. It like does. Trying to make it right. better for people. Yeah. Yes. And, and and if you don't care about football and you show up and you want to watch the queen coronation, so you think I'll get a good seat, so I'm going to show up at nine fifteen. Folks, halftime just got over. I mean, you're going to be sitting <laughs> yes, there for right. for a while. But uh, here's who we got. Karen Wright, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Fred Wright. I think uh, her sister has uh, been on, yes. on one of our most popular yes. episodes of the podcast. Danita Cotterell, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Omer Cotterell, Route 2 Sumner. Brenda Seed, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Robert Seed, Route 1 Bridgeport. Deanne McClellan daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Joe McClellan, 1229 Ash Street there in Bridgeport. Patty Bowles, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Roy Bowles, Route 2 Lawrenceville. And Jackie Cunningham, daughter of Mrs. Betty Cunningham of Bridgeport. So those are your queen candidates. Really, really good article in in summing up what was going to happen. And I'm going to try not to read this word for word, but like Chip, I didn't have quite as much coverage as you had, but a great article to kick things off. 
The Red Hill High School Student Senate met in special session last Thursday to make final Ooh. plans for the homecoming celebration October 3rd and 4th. So not only have we back moved normal, yeah, yeah. Back in, into that normal slot. Brent Gray is your president of the Student Senate. He presided over the meeting. First order of business was the adoption of the theme. The group quickly decided on the theme for the 1974 homecoming would be Everything is Beautiful. Beautiful is misspelled in the article, but we're not going to blame... Well, maybe not. Maybe it's supposed to be beautiful with two L's. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, maybe beautiful. <laughs> maybe that's the that's the play here. Plans for the parade. Now, Rick Hassler is your chairman of the parade. He reported that uh, the FFA will line up the homecoming parade, which will leave the high school promptly at 530, and then take that, uh, like Chip talked about, that familiar route on Thursday, October 3rd at 530. They're going to go to John Judy Avenue to Chestnut, turn east on Chestnut, go up Church Street, and return to the high school. All the bands in the county have been invited, and each Red Hill class plans to enter a float. The invitation to community groups um, is reiterated, and you need to contact Rick Hassler, the parade chairman, if you want to get get a entry into the float. Students at the Red Hill Junior High School and 5th and 6th grade attendance centers, they're going to have a decorated bicycle contest in the parade. Recognition will be given to those folks. Following the return of the parade to the high school, a gigantic pep rally is planned. Christy Hassler is your chairman of the pep rally, and she reports that skits will be presented, short talks will be given by coaches and captains, and then a pep rally to follow. Friday, October 4th, the game, um, Red Hill going to play Edwards County Albion High School. And at halftime of the game, the candidates are going to be introduced to the audience. And, of course, the Red Hill Band's going to perform. Sherry Moyer is chairman of the coronation activities, and she reported that the queen will be crowned, as we said, at 945. And the dance is scheduled from 930 until 1130. So we're going to crown. It's going to be 10, 15, 10, 30, right, before that, that crown gets placed. Yeah, yeah. And so we're not, not a lot of dancing to uh, a local group called Mountain Williams. Okay. Now, Mountain Williams very well could have played this song, which was the number one song in the country, and this is by a gentleman named Andy Kim, and it's called Rock Me Gently. Great song. I'll skip ahead here just a touch. A body swaying in time. I, this was a song that I didn't think I knew until I started listening to it. I didn't until it was, it was in the 74 tournament that we, we do, the, the music group that we participate in. It, it was in that, and I didn't really know much about it till then. Um, I listened to it a lot since then. To slow things down, I'm sure this was played as the lovers took to the dance floor for a slow dance. This is I Honestly Love You by Olivia Newton-John. And then the number three song in the country was Nothing From Nothing, another great song by Billy Preston, who many people refer to as the fifth Beatle. Really? Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something. Yeah, that's right. Billy Preston, the fifth Beatle. Song? Um, October 2nd, 1974, The Longest Yard. Um, was the number one movie in the country. Took in five hundred thirteen thousand uh, dollars, and it, it was re- also your birthday. Happy birthday, Brian! Oh, happy six-year-old. Happy six. Just yes. turned six that year. Yeah. 
Uh, the longest yard reached number one in its sixth week on the chart. So there you go. A little preview of the football game coming up. Uh, you can bet Coach Bill Huff and his team will be trying their hardest Friday night to emerge as the homecoming winner. The team is 1-3 and three right now. They're coming off a 28-0 to zero loss to the Fairfield Mules the week before. Dan Brooks, 5'11", 154. He's going to uh, be the quarterback. Greg Frazier's 5'6", 126, junior. Uh, he's been moved to the tailback position, replacing Brooks, so a little swap of the of some positions there. Huff's reason for the change in the backfield is bring on more running options and open up his running attack more. Brooks not only is a strong passer, but teamed with Frazier makes a lot faster and a lot more aggressive offense than what they've been using. Uh, defensively, both teams are closely matched, it says. Um, looks like we got Lions who lack depth, only have 25 players on the team. They come in, uh, they play a 4-4 defense, and uh, Coach Huff going to try to outrun, and the game starts at 7. <laughs> game starts at 7.30. I'm still doubting that that coronation. I wish they would report what time that crown actually went on the head. Uh, Cal- yeah, and, and nowadays you might get like a two-hour and 15-minute game if you have a running clock, and I don't know how your game if it was 40 points or not. We'll find out in a little bit. But And there was no running clock back then, so this is going to be a long football game, two and a half hours at least. So you're at least 10 o'clock before oh, you're yeah, done. No question. Uh, Cal Reynolds in the in the uh, daily record here kind of talked about what he thought was going to happen, and here's what his prognostication said: chalk up a homecoming win for the Slukies. The Lions are improving, but so are the Slukies. Red Hill lost at Mount Carmel twenty-two to six, while Edwards okay. lost to Mount Carmel thirty-eight nothing. I predict Red Hill by at least two touchdowns. Uh, also in that paper the night before the game talked about what Chip just did in cross country. Uh, cross-country team won easily in a triangle match on Wednesday afternoon at our football foe, Edwards County. Uh, McLeansboro was also there. They finished third. Uh, Red Hill, Jeff Purcell was the individual medalist for the meet at Albion. He fit crossed the finish line in 15-11. Uh, we've got Daryl Howard was second. Dave Jones was third. Uh, Dave Stoltz was fourth. Uh, T.J. McClellan from Red Hill ran in sixth place, and that was at 16.05, so not yeah, too far yeah. off the pace. Other Red Hill finishers and their times looked like this. Andy Atkins at 16.45, he finished 15th. Bill Cox, 19th. Tom Zawilling, 21st. And Dave Roderick, 23rd. Red Hill cross-country team is coached by Brad Rock. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So in the football game, uh, Red Hill took off and uh, left Edwards County in the dust. Uh, they won twelve to eight over over Edwards County in a, a low scoring game. Um, Red Hill had ten first downs. They only threw the ball four times. Completed one for twenty eight yards. Uh, Brooks did throw an interception, rushing a hundred and sixty yards for Frazier, getting the most of those. Um, on 42 carries, so they ran the ball a lot. Let's see, running that would be, what, 52 plays that they ran. Um, total yards, 188 for the Slukies. They scored touchdowns in the first and second quarters, and that would be all they need. It was a scoreless second half. Red Hill up 12-8. to eight. Um, so that's the way the football game. Uh, on that same on that same sports page, Bridgeport Junior League won their game thirty three to nothing. Jay Murphy leading the way, rushing for a few touchdowns there 
in that one. Um, away from homecoming festivities, Joe Tully joined the Bowman Insurance Agency, which is now, of course, the Andrews Insurance Agency. Thought that was interesting. So, okay, but let's move to after the game. Dan Brooks is going to crown the queen. And I told you the, the, uh, the candidates and Dan Brooks is going to crown. Let me get a drum roll here. If I can find my drum roll. Brooks is going to crown Miss Karen Wright as the Red Hill right. homecoming queen for 1974. And so not a lot of information about the parade and stuff, not like the year before, but uh, but a, a good year. Um, hopefully the, the band, what were they called, the Mountain Men or something like that? Something like that. Mountain something. Um, Mountain Williams. Hopefully they yes. entertained the crowd for 15 or 20 minutes at the dance. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Miss Karen Wright is your homecoming. Queen of Red Hill comes home with a big win over Edwards County, 1974. Before we move on to 1975, let's talk about one of our favorite places in Bridgeport. Chip, you've known it as the Medical Center, right? I mean, when we were kids. uh, Dr. Martin. Dr. Martin was there, right? Um, And then, but now you know it as the Andrews Insurance Agency, who are part of the Burkhart Insurance Agency. And they are independent agents that can help you go see Juice, go see T-Bone. Give them a call at 945-2881. Like I said, the old medical, I guess most people don't know it as the medical center building, but um, you know where it's at, at 542 North Main. And your independent agents, Terry Andrews, Justin Shear, can help you out and make sure that you can sleep well at night knowing that you and your family are protected. That's the Andrews Insurance Agency, 618-945-2881. Go see those folks today. Gary, what do you got for 1975? Well, a little bit tougher. we got the undefeated Carmine Bulldogs coming to town, that familiar week four slot. For three three different opponents. Yeah, Flora, so then Albion, now then. The football game was going to be on Friday, September 26th, though. It's that very familiar week four. Not anymore, but at one point that was a very familiar uh, time. Same, same lineup. We're going to hear a lot of the same names. Thursday, 6 p.m. is the parade, you know, for pretty common. Uh, Rick Hassler, we heard about him. He's the parade chairman once again. They're going to do uh, uh, the prizes again, best three decorated bikes, best community entry, and the best school okay. entry is what we're going up for here. Um, we're going to have the pep rally starting at a 6 p.m. parade, 8 p.m. pep rally. Uh, Janice Dorney and Tracy Eaton are your co-chairs of the pep rally. I like how everyone had a job at these things. Yeah. The, uh, going through the parade, the best community float went to the Bridgeport Women's Club. They did a, a float called Off in the Midnight Blue. And the Midnight Blue was the homecoming theme. Mm. I, and we'll well, get to that, that Women's that Club getting a lot of press tonight in this podcast. They are. Yes. <laughs> Now, I'm not sure if they, again, it's kind of like chips. I don't know if there was any specific themes, but the best school float went to the junior class. Oh, that's, went, uh, yeah, that's that freshman class from chips. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. They went with the Jaws theme uh, was here smart. in 1975. That's smart. And the best bikes went to Sandra Piper, mm. Danny Young, and John Ralston were your three best bike mm. winners. Okay. Let's get to our candidates. Our uh, five queen candidates this year is going to be 
Ann Buchanan, who was escorted by Brett McKim. What was that Brett McKim co after he kicked that? What was it? Hot dog! <laughs> <laughs> but, but I posted a picture. He was the kicker and the lineman on yes, the Yes, he was. Cindy Griffin was going to be escorted by Larry Best. Cheryl Moyer is going to be um, escorted by Jim Baker. Marty Rossborough is going to be escorted by John Lytus. And Marcia Scheidler is going to be escorted by Rick Hassler. Okay. Now we got some pretty popular flower girl in uh, Crown Bear for this so year. So Jeff Barker didn't get an escort. Barker and... did not. Okay. Interesting. The famous Baker to Barker. Yes. We'll get Baker here. Flower girl this year is going to be show favorite Whitney Kirchy. Okay. And huh. the Crown Bear this year is going to be our very own Stacy Moore. So Stacy and uh, Whitney getting a. Uh, Introduced to the homecoming festivities at a young age. Okay. Yeah, they would be back in yeah, the 80s. We'll see. Yeah, we'll They'd see. be announced again yeah, later we'll, on. We'll see him again. <laughs> when you get to the game, which was Friday night, September the 26th, again, the lineup for today is Friday night is the 7.30 football game, the familiar 9.30 dance, and the familiar 10.15 coordination. We're sticking with that. Yeah. <laughs> it must have worked the year before. They didn't have every, everybody seems happy with it. But again, we got an undefeated Carmike coming to town. And, uh, you know, we had struggled a little bit so far. For always the first three games Fairfield, Salem, yeah. Mount Carmel is always tough, you know, when you get to that. But we played them tough. We lost in the fourth quarter, uh, lost 16 to 8 to this Carmike team. So hung in there, only gave up a late touchdown. And of course, we scored eight points. You know what it was Baker to Barker touchdown okay. pass. Baker to Barker two point conversion to get our eight points there. They the were quarter. really that was a really good tandem. Yeah, you go back and listen to the I I think it's in the 70, 75, 76 school year episode yeah. that we did that whole school year. So Baker we to Barker. a lot about that. And then if, if and we the ever, Baker quarterback episode. If we ever create a uh, like a an old school store, I'm gonna get a t shirt that says Baker, Baker to Barker. Oh, that's a great idea. That we'll write shirt. that down and let's just start like, coming up with different ideas of yeah. fun shirts. T shirts, we, we can use that for the Bridgeport Leader Project yeah, to raise money. That's yes. all Gary, that Thank is a, that was a great good, idea. Just came up here just a second ago. I didn't even pre Baker to Barker. Happened. We could get one that like pretenders not contender or contenders oh, not all, pretenders. I mean, I can't wait to sit down with the four of us together. <laughs> just make a show. Yeah. I like the super 70 sports, yeah. how all those different t-shirts they have. So, well, there's our next, there's our next show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> do it live. Every, let everyone listen to the conversation. Yeah. All right. No more talk about it. We do all it on right, the air. <laughs> um, let me talk, let me get to my, let me get to my top three songs of the country that may have been played at the dance. Oh, I don't know. I, who's is Mountain Williams back? I didn't hear. Well, I never could find who we're playing. I'm not, I, I doubt we're going DJ, but I couldn't find anywhere who was actually playing the dance, uh, right, playing right. the dance. But the number three song in all of the country in October, uh, September of 1975 was a little tune by Glenn Campbell Duh. called The Rhinestone Cowboy. Oh, yeah. During this, in a, well, hang on for a I've been walking these streets so long. I can see Singing Dan in the, the same old song. I know every crack in these dirty sidewalks of Bridgeport. <laughs> this song reminds me of Delta Dawn because we sang this as we drove over to the fifth and sixth grade center. Um, 
on the bus to eat lunch. What's was there, um, Mrs. Lou, uh, Mrs. Sager? Was Sager, yep. yep. She drove the bus and she'd turn up the radio and this and Delta Dawn and the whole bus would break out into song. But I'm gonna be where the lights are shining on me. Let me get you just this right here. Like a rhinestone cowboy. Uh, so busy raps. So good. Okay, number two in the country. David Bowie's gonna play a little tune called Fame. You know they were cutting a rug to this song Friday night. Oh yeah. I don't know. Is this I just picture in my head like in the girls I can't, I shouldn't call it the girls gym, that's what I just knew it as. You know, like in the Soul Train when they would form that like, <laughs> like line a of tunnel. people. Yeah. I, could, I could see people coming down the aisle. Like doing like some song. funky dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, not very inspiring song, but the number one song in all the country on Billboard charts was John Denver singing, Oh my God. I'm sorry. You know, this is a banger. They got the number one somehow. Yeah, they liked it. What was that movie John Denver was in with uh, George Burns? Oh, God, you yeah. devil. Oh, God, you devil, yes. Oh, God, you devil, part three. Gary and I went to see that movie yeah. about 85 or Was so. the first one just called Oh, God? Yeah, I think, yes, I think yeah. it was. And uh, Gary and I saw like part three, I think it was. I don't remember much. I feel like he wouldn't really remember boring. much. Gary fell asleep during that movie <laughs> okay. as a young, like 11-year-old, 10 or 11-year-old. I look over in the Showplace Cinemas and Gary is snoozing during that movie. John Denver, was, you know, he had a, a movie until that day. He had a career. Like, I mean, he like hosted like a lot of yeah, like country a music. Variety shows. And he had, he had a variety show. Yeah. And, and, those, uh, and of course, one of my favorite Christmas albums is the muppets and john diver christmas i loved yeah. it when i got it in third grade and i still like listening to it today i still you know and he, now i listen to it on was know, he, streaming uh, services streaming music but was he a helicopter crash or something i think so yeah yeah you know something new this year and i think i believe we talked about this on one of our podcasts that parking facilities for homecoming activities are now available across the street from the south end of the football field at Red Hill High School. So, you know, that's those little apartment or those little duplexes oh, okay. right there now. But I remember when those got taken away uh, and they were going to build those. But yeah. I remember talking about that. But that was a new little parking lot that was uh, added for homecoming activities. All right. Let's see. You had a Sherry Moyer. I think we talked about her. She was returning. as, uh, But she also brought on Susie Wagner. They were co-chairing the Coronation and Dance this year. Advanced ticket sales. Tim Worth was selling the tickets. You can get them during lunch hour right. at school. Oh, good. Tim. And the homecoming theme for this year was a song by Melissa Manchester. It took me a while to find this, but the theme was Midnight Blue. And it sounds like a kind of a love song. You got that handy, Brino? Uh, Midnight Blue. Yes, right here. Uh, I just looked it up. John Denver, actually, it wasn't a helicopter. He died in uh, a home-built aircraft um, that he built, and he was the only, it was a one-seater that he crashed uh, nearby Monterey Peninsula Airport. Not sure I'm familiar with this. Not at all. Here comes the chorus, I think. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this one. Well, you know who you know who was dancing to this song? Our queen. I do. I mean, their escort. Well, maybe some others too, eventually. But so we're gonna go ahead and announce here your 1975 homecoming queen. 
And the students voted. And Miss Marsha Scheidler was voted the 1975 Homecoming Queen as scored by Rick Hassler. All right, I love that. Love that combo. Scheidler's Scheidler's had a good run there in the mid-70s in Lawrence County. And I mean, I, I I might as well go ahead. You guys have I'm gonna follow the lead here before I end end here. But I'm gonna go and do a cross country report since you guys did them. <laughs> why, why, like why wouldn't you at this point? Is TJ still in high school or is he graduated? Well, I guess we'll find out in the well, report. He's getting faster every year, so if he is still in high school, I gotta think he's up the top. And if that, oh. that's sixteen oh five you talked about, that's like that's a three mile run, at least it is today. I mean yeah. he's running five minute miles. Yeah. Well, there was that one I reported on was a they, it was a two and a half miler. Couldn't so have been far off the world record okay, in so the mid seventies. Yeah. So let's see here. Well, we went to four for their invitational. A lot of teams there. Lebanon was your winner with twenty four points. Coach Phil Negley. So Brad Rock got let go, terminated, quit. We don't know. He got let go this year. Only had six runners come out, which was unfortunate. Our top runners in this one was going to be. The famous Andy Atkins. I think he's been named about 12 every, times. He's been in every one of them. <laughs> Andy Atkins finished 71st. Bill Cox, 96th. Brother George Bill Welling, yeah. 102nd. Jeff Moore, 119th. And Doug Hamill, it's a very popular, I mean, we all know these people now. Doug Hamill finished 121st. So it was a rough year. Uh, for that particular uh, cross-country squad. Okay. But, hey, they were out competing. And, and I think that Jeff together. Moore may have been Gene Moore's son. I think that's um, I think not he, our, Jeff our other Jeff Moore. But Je- the other Jeff Moore is a great guy as well. So um, very popular name in the 70s at Red Hill. And let's see. Lastly, I like to think it's just mentioning, you know, when you think about those the, the, the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers defense back in the mm-hmm. – Back in the mid to late 70s, what were they called? The Steel Curtain, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, OJ Simpson carved him up for 227 <laughs> hey, yards. So. I see what you did there. Oh, I, I, I didn't catch that at first. <laughs> <laughs> so good job, OJ, for Sliced doing that for and diced. <laughs> and playing at the Midway Drive In, if you, you know, Saturday evening you want to go out, you're going to go see Walt Disney's The Apple Dumpling Gang. That's what's playing at the movie. Don theater. Knotts, his latest vehicle. That's going to wrap up 1975. All right. Well, hey, you know, we're on a roll, Chip. Why don't you just run right into 1976? Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll come back right out. I'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like we said, in one moment, we'll be back right. with 1976 yes. with Let your host, for this. Chip Jamerson. That's right, it's back. One of Indiana's and especially Southwest Indiana's hottest podcasts for the last five years running, the B3 Podcast, back in two weeks. Another Impulse Radio production, mostly covering Southwest Indiana, but we've got coaches, players from all over the state, and as well as a few professional athletes stop by once in a while. So listen to wherever you get your podcasts, the B3 Podcast. 1976 will continue to roll through these years and a lot of it's going to be familiar with what you've heard we're going to do the parade on thursday at 6 p.m 
Homecomings will be October 7th and 8th this year. So parade moves somewhat back familiar time minutes. period. And the parade's going to follow that familiar route. We're going to leave the high school, go south on Judy, or proceed south on Judy. Yeah, south on Main Street. Yeah. Oh, because it turns into Main Street. That's yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I was going to be okay. How are we turning and still going south? Okay. All right. So yes. Now, well, you take that south. little curve there by right, the then. by Andrews Insurance Agency. Yes. So we're going to go south on Judy, south on Main. We're going to turn east on Chestnut, and then we're going to come up Church Street and return to the high school. We've all we've all been on that route, and I'm sure it's the same route used today. Of all the things, I like the traditions, but we we kind of. Of course, we like that the dance does not butt up against the football game anymore like it used to. Um, I still like the Friday night homecoming game where you get the all Saturday to prepare for the dance. But Red Hill does the Saturday game and the Saturday dance now. But there's a sp- there's space in between the two. Um, that'd be the only change. If I was make if I would change it to Friday night game. That's just my opinion. So we're going to do a pep rally at 7 p.m. at the Saluki football field. It, expected to be included in this year's parade, or we're going to have police car, uh, color guard, fire trucks, the band, crown bear, the flower girl. Uh, the I.O. is putting a float out there this year. Oh, really? Nice. Interrelated occupations. The freshman class float, the cheerleaders, the football players, the sophomore class float. I guess this is everything. I thought I was just going to list a few things that I expect to see these, but I think it's the entire parade. So yeah. the business club, the junior <laughs> float, the FFA, the pep club, the women's club, clowns, clowns, the future America, the Red Hill Junior High Band, the baton twirlers from Lawrenceville, oh, wow. decorated bicycles. Red Hill Saddle Again. Club. That decorated and, bicycle thing is really caught on. Yes, and we'll get to the candidates in a moment. If you're gonna, if you are involved in this parade, you are expected to be there at five thirty to get lined up for the six o'clock start. So that is coming Thursday night. I do have a nice pregame article coming into this game. We are playing Edwards County. You look at this game when you got it for a homecoming. You try. This is the one you think you should win. Sometimes you don't. You don't get them every year. Yeah. Um, at this time, Edwards County had a little span there where they were decent, but during this time, you expected to beat them every year. Um, so we have one coming into this game. So we're we're zero uh, and four Ugh. going into. Of course, those first we know who those first. Yeah. Gary's talked about it. Fairfield, Mount Carmel, Salem, and Carmi. That's a difficult four to open up with. Right. So it's nice to get Edwards County, unless this is where they start getting good again. We'll find out. Uh, we haven't, but we haven't hit the win column yet. But Coach Huff doesn't think it's physical ability that's holding him back. We'll play halfway decent for two and a half quarters. Been when the handwriting's on the wall and they see we're going to get beat, uh, they kind of give up and they don't care how bad we get beat. Ew. So that's just a little change that's going to take place either. Within, we're going to have to change the guys are on the field or the attitude of the guys that are playing, or we're going to put some new guys in. And I think that's where Huff is lead. He's not liking what he's seeing. There might be some new faces on the field for week five, but let's, let's, you know, stay tuned. Let's find out. It's not a bad matter of being in shape. These guys are in shape. So we're not wearing out in the fourth quarter. It's simply a matter of not having enough pride to keep the game close. I think there's going to be changes. (laughs) I do. I know we're not the best team, said Huff, but we got some good players. And football is a game made up of pride, as you guys played, and you know it is. Oh, and, th- yeah. and this is a problem at all losing schools. You see it everywhere. Every This is not my commentary. This is Coach Huff. You see it at every losing school. They don't take pride in playing four quarters and um, 
So that's got to change because Red Hill's not going to be a losing football school. Um, and Coach Huff knows the only way to change that. You're not really sure how to instill that. Mm. Winning is the number one way. So it's you got to start winning. It's that chicken egg type yeah. conundrum. Uh, you got to have pride to win, but you got to win to have pride. So we got to somehow figure this yeah. out. They need a win is what they need. And Edwards County, I think, is that's who I'd want to play at this point. Sorry to all of our Edwards County listeners out and, and there. They're, and they're, they're many. Yeah, there's a lot that's, of them. <laughs> yeah. um, now, Huff is warning people like me. Okay, so he is the, the fan like me that's thinking yeah. this is already W. Uh, he says they're a whole lot like we are. They've overmatched themselves the first four games. They played Mat- Mount Carmel, Metropolis, and Christopher, who was good back then. And th- so they're kind of looking at this the same way we are. Like, this is their chance to win. Like, Red Hill is where we're going to get our win at. Um, mm. They'll come here extremely high like they always do because they think they have a chance to do well. Huff says the team's going to need to improve its pass defense. That's where our experience is. But our pass defenders have to come up to the line and make so many tackles. They forget they have to play pass defense. Yeah. So we're getting burned a lot. How are we forgetting um, all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> now, on offense, our strong point has been the passing, but there might be some some problems developing. Uh, thumb injury, Tracy leg. Ugh. So something to keep an eye on. But here's what I was excited about seeing. The changes are coming. We're going to start playing some sophomores. How can you keep Cubby Wagner on the sideline you another can't. week? I mean, no. it's time. It's, no. it's This is kind of where you see those. You know Cubby's going to play a role at some point this season. you got to pick your pick your spot. Might as well be now. going to insert him. And we're bringing in Cubby. He's an 185-pound linebacker. Frank Cohn, who I think those two would go on to be co-captains a couple years from now. I remember in a picture. And then Brad Zeller is a sophomore. We're going to bring these sophomores in. Uh, that's three linebackers. I mean, there's your linebacker crew yeah. right there. Um, there's going to be sophomores. Um, oh, but Zeller's is may not play because he had a concussion in the fresh soft game. Now, this is 1976. I'm guessing if you Zeller to, says he's good to go, <laughs> I you, think he's playing. On listen, yeah. in 1976, to be in concussion protocol, you had to be bad. Yes, yeah, so I would not be surprised to see Brad Zellers on the field Friday night. <laughs> um, he wants these guys to get experience. I mean, he knows we're this is kind of a lost season. We're 0 and 4. We're not going to. Nah. He knows we're not going to finish 5 and 4 this year with teams like Flora still on the schedule. Only so, but he thinks he's starting to see okay, get these sophomores in there a year or two from now, we can start making some noise. And so, good luck to so now the bright red win button that Huff was sporting. Oh, yes, he's wearing a big button. Huff is it says win on it, okay, bright nice. red button says win. Oh, I'm yeah. picturing kind of that button that I don't know, it's like an office that staples thing that the people would push, but I can't remember what it says. Sometimes, but this is on his shirt, it just says win. And he said, Raleigh Baker made those up. He, I couldn't get out of the house this morning about my daughter pinning it on me. Maybe it'll help. So we're not sure if that was Amy, um, Amy or Sherry or gosh. Um, the one that posted a picture on the Bridgeport who said, uh, I, I have trouble with her name. because so, I don't know her as well, but it was one of the three sisters. And we're thinking it was Amy, probably Amy. I at think that it time was, I'm going the young Amy. one. Yeah. Okay, so that's our pregame article. So let's get into our candidates that we're going to have and then a few alternative things from the week. So here we go. Radonna Moyer, 
Wow, no, she's, okay. she's 17. Okay. Of course, this is this this is 1970. These are the seniors in 1976. So they're gonna be at your class of 77. Redonna Moyer, she's 17. She's the daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Ray Moyer of Route One Bridgeport. Okay. Our second candidate is Leslie Latch, 17, the daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Joe Latch. Okay. Route one Sumner. Christy Hassler, the Hasslers love homecoming. Yes, they do. And Christy Hassler, the daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Um, Noel Hassler. They live at 1212 North Jefferson Street in Bridgeport. Okay. And uh, she's our third candidate. The fourth candidate is Tracy Eaton. She's also already turned 17. And she's, or I guess these are seniors. So I guess the 16 will be the real, the one that hasn't had the birthday. So none of them turn 18 yet. So Tracy Eaton, the daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Dwight Eaton. They live at Route 2 Sumner. And then, of course, Cindy Parrott is our final candidate. She lives there on 605 May Street. So a neighbor of the um neighbor of the bowsers they're on mace that was a that was a trivia question oh, neighbor yeah, street, the bowsers right. on may street yep. so cindy parrot is our next candidate New the sidewalk. queen's expected to be crowned around 10 15 during the homecoming dance friday night well like, be there by 10 15 if you get there at 10 15 you're not going to miss the coronation no um so and we'll just go with some of the music that was probably heard at the dance i haven't heard of a band playing so we may have a dj playing this um, one of my favorite songs I've talked about, I've listened to more seventies music lately because of those music tournaments I'm involved in I, my favorite song from 1976. It was number 35 this weekend it was all on the way up to the top five, the rubber band. Oh yeah. You, I know you like this song. I love this song. I actually saw the spinners in concert. I don't know if it was all the original really? guys. I think it was in 2001, I think. Up at an amphitheater, outdoor amphitheater in Chicago, okay. saw the, the spinners and the temptations. Yeah, they still really, had they still had their fastball in two thousand one. Yeah, they um and they had like they literally got like they were all dancing around when they sang this song. Like they had the big giant rubber bands. And yes, I watched videos on YouTube of them. They're fun to watch. I've watched. Yeah, them yeah. Those. I, great. There's like one guy. It's like kind of fat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm sure this was. I mean, this would definitely get the kids on the dance floor. Oh yeah. Floor. It's a. I, if you don't know this song, it was, it was in a. I talk about. I'm talking about office stores a lot. This <laughs> it was on like a Staples commercial. The Rubber Band Man. It was the guy that was in My Name Is Earl. Was uh, the Rubber Band Man in those commercials? <laughs> um, now this is a two sided hit. Next, so I'm getting a bonus song oh, here. Wow. And if I'm going, if I had to look at the, I was looking at the Billboard chart, and if I had to pick one band on that chart that just seems like it'd be played at a Red Hill Homecoming dance and is gonna be get people excited in 1976. Yeah, Kiss. I mean, is there a better candidate that I mean that just has Red Hill Homecoming written all over it? So they had a slow song, and what the slow song used to be my favorite Kiss. This is a good song. The fast song that we're going to play was on the other side of the record is now my favorite Kiss song. Really? So I I love this song so much. This is great. Oh, this drum right here. The ace kicks in with that. that was good. One of uh, one of the first, I guess, sort of what you'd say, metal. I don't know how hard this actually is nowadays, but um, yeah, was was a Kiss Destroyer. Yeah, and it was. Um, yeah, you were um, rebelling. Yeah, oh, yeah. Were, oh, I felt like I, mean, a, I felt a like a bad boy. Yeah. Teens at this when I, when at I this put when, that were, I put Kiss, to, Kiss Destroyer on. I felt like a bad boy. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of these people at the dance were had this eight track in their car, 
And then, of course, when they when Waco see Waco or whoever the DJ was didn't have to pack as many records that night because you got two sided hit here. Um, slow it down. Yeah. When Brian have one of Brian Havels, the head coach these days, um, it wasn't when I think of When I think of Beth, I think of Brian Havel. Really? Yes. So he loves this. At least he did many years ago. Like, why would you just <laughs> stop liking this song? <laughs> now, no, I know, went. I here's my story on Brian Havel. I went cruising around Vince with Vincent's with him one night. And we were invincible. Like it was like the whole night. Like that's the only thing we did. There was no like it was a solid. It was light outside when we got there, and it was really dark when we came back to meet Curfew. This is the only song we listened to the entire night. <laughs> oh, stop he, it! No, I'm serious. He would play this and rewind it, and then play it and rewind it the entire <laughs> night. And I, and no one was sick of it. It was great. Oh, you so know, how could I not? I mean, that's etched in my mind forever. Yeah. Associated that with him. One of the great and, things about Kiss actually is. Two of my favorite songs. I love Hard Luck Woman. I think that's a fantastic song. And that's sung by the drummer Peter Chris as well, oh, which is yeah, funny. Good point. Yeah. And then my other one was the number nine. So the, the Kiss Detroit Rock, the, the Kiss two-sided, was, they were both number 20 that week. And the number nine, because I know it was played at the dance, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Shake Your Booty. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, I mean, keep playing bad. That's yeah, yeah, I'm stuck on <laughs> Skip ahead here a little bit. Yeah. Guaranteed played the dance yeah. that night. Guaranteed, no doubt about it. So, so I didn't really go for the, so I do have the top three. I didn't, we didn't cue these up, but number three that week was Low Down by Boz Skaggs. Um, number two, uh, Play That Funky Music by Wild Cherry. Funny, my, and, my junior and high school daughter last night asked me to play, Play play that funky music. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because yeah, she had so, it in yeah, her so, head, and she just said, "Hey, what is this song?" And she kind of hummed it to me, and I played it. And if she wants to listen to the Vanilla Ice remake of it, she can. You might want to throw that out too. Um, I think we'll stick also, with. Yeah, I think okay. we'll stick with, <laughs> stick with Wild Cherry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and the number one song was a fifth of Beethoven, which is kind of like a yeah classical music. That was on the uh, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Okay, did not know really? that. Uh, at the Midway Drive-In, you had Logan's Run and Vigilante Force. So you all know that Vigilante Force had the duo of Chris Christopherson and Jan Michael Vincent. Oh, wow. And then there's the, a, the, there's a uh, true Hollywood story <laughs> in the making right there. And then Lifeguard was playing in The Longest Yard. I don't know if The Longest Yard was out or it was kind of like just uh, they're bringing it back yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah, because it, like it was special. out. It was out. It was the number one movie the oh, year before. Yeah. So they're bringing it back a year later. Yeah. Uh, game day forecast is going to be 45. Oh, so my it's God. Chilly. Wow. At game time, it's expected to be 45, a high that day in the upper 50. So it is a chilly early October. Nice. Um, before we finish up here, this story I just thought was funny. I yeah. enjoyed it. I hope our viewers, our listeners like it. There were, it's 76. So there's a lot of the art there. Ford and Carter are running for president. Okay. Um, my, we don't go all the way to November, so we're not going to know who wins that election. But you can look it up at home if you need to. So, so the election's the big, big story I, listen, going on. I would hope that we know without looking it up. But <laughs> if you need to go look it up, go ahead. Um they're worried about illegal voting in Lawrence County in 1976. So mm. this is that's people weird. Kind of worry about ballots and illegal, all that stuff. Now this was going around in 76 in Lawrence County. 
So what they're doing, Lawrence County is ahead of the game. They're going to stop illegal voting before it starts. Nice. So it says anyone with aspirations of robbing the county safe at the courthouse (laughs) to obtain an official ballot is going to have a difficult time escaping with such a document (laughs) if if successful in their theft attempt. So if they're able to get in and get into the safe, they're not getting the ballot. Holy cow. Was that really that big of a danger? It's going to be a feat of dexterity if you can get it out of there. Okay. All right. Why? Why, you wonder? I don't know. Because these they made the ballots, the 76 election, so big that you can't fit them in a handbag or a coat pocket. Like one of those big Smart. checks at a golf tournament? It is. It's the size of a poster board. I've had, it, here's the exact. That's the actual ballot. This is the actual ballot. They're 28 inches wide. <laughs> <laughs> so picture a yard. I'm glad you're like, because I was reading this during lunch the other day mm. and I was cracking up. I was sitting in my oh classroom my. by myself. Um, you got to, so this is a real story. This is a real story. The ballots for Lawrence County this year are going to be 28 inches wide. So, you know, a little bit smaller than a yardstick, not quite a yard and 22 inches high. So <laughs> oh these are the ballots that are using. They're very heavy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so because they're afraid people are going to break into the courthouse and steal the ballot. What was the actual threat of that? I mean, <laughs> was, oh um, boy. So, so the um, moral of the story is we're no crazier now than we were then. Yeah. And the, yeah, exactly. And there was a, even a picture of, uh, some, I didn't print that out, but actually holding the ballot that they're so excited to have this year now one of the problems they're in counties are testing these out for the election they they got they haven't changed the voting booth those are the same as they're doing test runs they can't get the they can't get the poster board <laughs> <laughs> they have no place to lay it <laughs> Oh, good Lord. oh my goodness so yeah i thought that was a fu- funny story i had to share that but yes i don't know if they ended up going through with it i'm assuming they spent a lot of money to get all these ballots so i'm sure they went through with it so oh yeah you could that wasn't cheap you know it wasn't if you were of voting age in 1976 let us know if you remember oh my going to vote and how did they count them yeah i mean it's one by one you're <laughs> what a great idea <laughs> Because of all those, I don't know if a lot of other counties were doing this, or if Lawrence County. Just oh, that's, that's fantastic! Very worried about all this. Yes, I, I was lucky to land on that. Article oh, that's fantastic! Homecoming. So, um, a little <laughs> news. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna keep, so we're gonna keep this moving here. Let's go on to the football game and the homecoming queen. So we did end up winning. We won thirty six yes. to nothing. So Red uh, Hill baby. moves to one and four. Edwards County zero oh and five. So we won the tail of the tape again and won the score this time, unlike 1973. So uh, just so we're two and two here, right? In our four years, yeah, so where that puts us at two and two. Uh, we held Edwards County to seven first downs, um, and Red Hill scored right off the. Like we I took the opening kickoff, or the Edwards County took the fumbled the opening kickoff. Brett McKim kicked that off. And then we reached pay dirt um, right away. 
and starting at the Red Hill 16, he marched his troops down to the Edwards County 21, and he passed to Rick Gerald to make, and then we made it 7-0 after the McKim extra point kick. That might have been when he said the hot dog. I mean, after that, because I'm sure you were at the homecoming game. I'm, po- I'm almost that. positive that was a Lawrenceville game when he okay, said that. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we we blocked a field goal attempt. Um, Jim Doyle uh, would um, uh, tackle at Michael Smedwards kind of the end zone. So we're up nine nothing on that safety. And then Jim Doyle um, passed it to Gerald. Uh, a pitch out to fullback Jim Doyle passed to Gerald for a thirty yard touchdown. So Gerald's having a huge game. And fourth quarter, Red Hill had a little more icing on the homecoming cake. They took the ball again, marched it down the play, down the field. Um, Hill, whoever Hill is, Dave Hill, Hill uh, touchdown and McKim kicks. We won 36 to nothing. Nice. And then just a little recap of the game on offense. Wingback Gerald had a strong night, caught two TD passes, one from leg, one from Doyle. Doyle ran for a touchdown pass. Hill had two TDs and McKim had four or five on extra point attempts. We got only next nice. week. I assume we'll play them tough. We had 472 total yards compared to Edwards County 117. And then just to wrap it with the homecoming court and how it went down. So here we go. Okay. Once again, we have Tracy Eaton. Yep. She's escorted by Randy Hawkins. Christy Hassler, escorted by Daryl Jones. Your um, flower girl and crown bear were brother and sister combo, Lisa Schaefer. And Brian Schaefer. So, Mr. and Mrs. Schaefer's kids, you may remember them as a principal and a teacher yep. in the district. And then uh, Cindy Parrott and Rick Gerald, who coming off a huge football game. And Christy Hassel and Gerald Jones, I believe I said. And then our your king and queen for 1976, Leslie Latch, the 17 year old daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Joe Latch, Route 1 Sumner. And she was escorted by Ron Stoltz. So congratulations to Leslie. I believe she's Leslie Strange now and had a lot of kids go through the school district. And congratulations, Leslie. And I saw Gary post of the 1976 court. I think it was today. And someone asked that court. People tagged Leslie right away. She she like that was the first comment was tagging Leslie last. They thought she would appreciate that picture. And I'm glad she's a member of the old school. Yeah. Facebook group. So that wraps up 1976. All right. Sounds good. Don't forget our sponsors, like always, is People State Bank, the Andrews Insurance Agency, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. If your business would want to be a part of this fantastic opportunity to get your word out there, just uh, contact us through the Facebook page, Gary, Chip, or Brian, and we can uh, we can hook you up with that. Well, we want to go straight to 77 to finish this off. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Where we found All out. Right. Chip, where was that little bitty runner from Salem? Salem. He, yeah. may, have been, <laughs> he may have been smaller than the ballot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see that comparison picture. That would be fun. <laughs> be really tough to make that happen now, but it wasn't fun yeah. back then. Surely. Well, 1977, it's the same lineup. We're not doing anything different. We're doing Thursday night parade. Okay. Classic. Pep rally, Friday night football game, Friday night dance, Friday night coronation, all the same here. Uh, let's get to our queen candidates. I'll go ahead and start off with them. We got uh, Tam Hensley's being uh, escorted by Robbie Rucker, okay. Pam Mason and David Hill, Sherry Huff and Tim Hawkins, Mary Musgrave and Jim Doyle, and Joni Young escorted by none other than 
Tracy Leg. Okay. The football uh-huh. team narrowed it down to five, and the student body's going to vote on the queen. Uh, so we're going to have Color My World was the theme this year. Okay. And we're going to have the Breakaways featuring Phil Akers playing oh. the dance this year. Okay. That rings the bell to anybody? The Breakaways. The Breakaways featuring Phil Akers. So uh, just terrible weather for this week. They said the rain finally stopped for the parade, but Friday was just horrendous. Two inches of rain fell, rain and lightning during the game. It didn't say the game was ever delayed. It says rain may have dampened the homecoming spirit at Red Hill High School Friday night for the little while. But on the football field, the Slukies and the Carmine Bulldogs went at it in a mm. real dog fight that Ooh. was punctuated by rain, some lightning, and slippery underf- underfooting. A little bit different. We came into this game two and one. Okay. Well, those we got, young kids that started playing last yeah. year, yeah, that helped. So you got, you got we, of course, we beat Fairfield and Salem, lost to Mount Carmel. Carmel's coming in 0 and 3. Okay. So that's a little bit different coming in. Wow. But it says here, and I just feel so bad that with the homecoming royalty sitting uh, under the protective umbrellas, so they were sitting outside this whole game. <laughs> oh, God. Four four things. They watched Carmike come out kicking early, thirty-one yard field goal to really? put the Bulldogs up three to nothing. But that was the last of the scoring for Carmike. Nice. We immediately had Bruce Stovall to uh, return a kickoff seventy-five yards. David Hill got the two-point conversion later. David Hill had an eight-yard touchdown run, and then Brad Zellers had a fifty-seven-yard touchdown run to cap off the scoring. And we beat Carmine mm. twenty to three in awesome. pretty yucky conditions. So that was fun. So now you these 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 uh, hopefully they got time to freshen up between the game and the coronation. But if the, we had a delay, then you know our ten fifteen coronation is probably pushed back. Oh, um, so we had a weathered. So oh, <laughs> this yeah. dance isn't going to happen. Maybe. Yeah, this this it, they what, didn't get much. Yeah, what's the date on homecoming? Um, Friday, September thirtieth, nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, so it's this thing's this thing's going into October, yeah, most yeah, likely. Yeah. Very, very much. It looks <laughs> like at this point. Hey, are you going to talk uh, about the movies? While yes, you're... I am going to talk about the movies. <laughs> okay, by good, the way, because I just looked something up. Let me go ahead and look, let's do the music first. Okay, I'm going to get to the Queen, then I'm going to finish off with the movies because uh, uh, I got some uh, bowling news for you. Oh, so, uh, it's been a while since we've covered bowling. The, Yes, the, the, the music for the Billboard uh, Top 100 for the week, but we're just going to start with number three. Okay. Number three still gets played on the radio tons and tons and tons. Fleetwood Mac with Don't Stop. If your life was bad, just song's got staying power. What a good song. Don't Is that Buckingham or, or Christine McVie? That's only a guy to me. Buckingham, I think. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it is. The number two song in all the land is going to be KC and the Sunshine Band playing Keep It Coming Love. Two years in a row. Oh, this was played today. Oh, yeah. Now, with number one. See Robbie Rucker dancing to this? Big butterfly collar. Yeah. <laughs> Wings. Mako. Now, this was interesting. There was two Star Wars themes in, like, the top 20 at this particular week. But this was by Mako. The Star Wars theme slash Cantina Band was number one in the country. Yeah, I finally found the right one. Like you said, there was a bunch of options mm-hmm. on this. Kind of a disco right. thing going on here. 
mix the two hottest things going on, disco and Star Wars. Yeah, and oh, yeah. One hit. yeah I mean, sure. you're not going to go wrong. Well, let's get to the Queen. At midnight, the Queen was, uh, the the student body voted, and they're going to vote. Escorted by David Hill, touchdown score in the football game. Pam Mason is your 1977 homecoming queen. Congratulations to Pam. Way to go, Pam. that one. But like I said, let's get into some bowling real quick. Now, this is the, the titled, well, first of all, there's an article. It's a little little headline. It says "Lady Boxing Judge." So we had our first ever uh, female judge in a professional uh, heavyweight fight. Interesting. So the times. Muhammad Ali, Ernie Ernie Shavers fought at MSG in Madison mm. Square Garden, and uh, Eva Shane was named uh, the first uh, female to judge. But I thought it was funny. It said "Lady Boxing Judge." But let's get into this now. We're gonna have to do some guessing on some of these names here. Okay. This is the Bolettes section. Now, looking at some Bridgeport teams, Moore Brothers is sitting at 21 and 14 on the year. Mm. Abel Brothers, 16 and 19, and Montana Clothing, 4 Whoa. and 31 yeah. on the season of this bowling. <laughs> now, I'm going down looking at some of these names. And it look, oh, Bowman Insurance. I don't, yeah, the Bowman Insurance is 18 and 17 on the year. I didn't Jeez. see that. But we got split conversions. Okay. And I have an M. Tucker got a 5-6 split. Yeah. Now, that's got to be Mary that's Lou Tucker. That's Mary Lou Tucker. Right? Yeah, There's yeah. no question. Mm-hmm. But congratulations. Known for the 5 Yeah, known for the 5 I don't know how split. a 5-6 is a split. I don't know. Oh, I would five, think there would have to be a pin in between them, but I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it like scooted down on the first ball or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it looks like we also have an S. Moore hit a 5-7 split. So it's got to be well, Susie, right? not Stacy. I mean, there's no. no it's not Stacy. Yes, this is the bullet section. Yeah, that's so Susie. Thought that was thought that was good. And then when you got done Friday night, you got home late, but you wanted to go to the movie theater on uh, Midway Drive-In. You know Midway, where that's located, right there between Bridgeport and Lawrenceville. You can go see Burt Reynolds and Sally Field and Jerry Reed and Jackie Gleason uh, and Smokey and the Bandit. What a good One movie. of the classics. But you know we're getting near Halloween, guys. Yeah. The Vincent's Drive-In. The Three Houses of Hell. Oh, my God. The All Shots, All Chill Combo. It says, to avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a movie. It's oh. only a movie. Well, here. Warning. Oh, I'm sorry. not recommended for weak-hearted persons, and there's three movies. What were you going to say? Well, I, I, I was on the wrong week. I was the week after on October 7th, and the Vincent's Drive-In had a double feature of the oh, yeah, beach bunnies hotter yeah. than the summer sun plus teenage hitchhikers nice. <laughs> that had to be one classic double header there a lot of movies by hitchhikers and lifeguards it seems like <laughs> they're the always three, hits the three houses of hell is going to be your triple feature of don't open the window oh man whatever's out there will wait oh That's so three houses honor. of hell wasn't the move oh i got you no oh, okay. oh i'm sitting here looking up i'm looking up the movie that's uh, the, the one second I movie was the last house on the left? It says, "Can a movie go too far?" Yeah, that's rated R. Now I looked that one up. They actually remade that in two thousand nine. That huh. movie was the couple couple gals were going to a rock concert and got kidnapped. Okay. And number three, don't look in the basement. Don't look in the, the day the insane took over the asylum. That's showing on Friday, Saturday, that's and the Sunday. Title. Wow. Six thirty, you can go inside the drive-in, and then the show is going to start at seven fifteen. But that's going to wrap up 1977. That's going to wrap That's up. That's going to wrap up episode. the homecoming episode. That's what it's going to yes. do. 
it was fun researching it. It was fun talking about it with you guys and sharing it with all of our listeners. It's, I love the homecoming. It's just episodes. homecoming so much fun. It was fun when I loved all four years of my homecoming. And there was a every year had a unique thing from the free fair concert my freshman year to all the fun of our senior year. It was just a good time. Yeah, it was awesome. My daughter just had, her, excuse me, had her first homecoming dance and homecoming week this past uh, two weeks ago, and just loved it. That was her favorite week she's ever had in school. She's oh, in ninth gosh, grade this year. Nice. She loved it, so I'm glad the kids today See, still are same, making memories. It, it was the same, like similar up there, how they do the week with the with, do they do floats and stuff. Yeah, they actually they okay. started the floats actually a few weeks ago. I guess you can start the floats at any time here. It was like yeah, we, we had a day had, off school. So we it was like three nights to get our yeah, together. Like Labor Day when we didn't have school that day. I think they started putting it together that night or that afternoon. And then so Wednesday, <clears> we do our parade and our pep rally, everything on Wednesday. Thursday, there's a home volleyball match. They try to get it. So it's kind of like the volleyball homecoming game. People don't nothing really special there, but yeah. it gives the volleyball team kind of in the spotlight. Yeah. And then, of course, the Friday night football game and then Saturday dance. Kind of the way I like it where there's a separation between the two. But yeah. as Coach Gaither talked about when we had it, he was like, you do that, it's one you know, extra really. night of <laughs> another night of trying to get, you know, the yeah. week goes on and on and getting teachers to be involved to help out and everything. So, you know, what um, I'd love to know at this point, what do you think Phil Negley's overall oh. record was with his floats? Oh, the years that he, he had, they, he had to have been top. You one had such an advantage if he was your class sponsor for four yeah, years. Yeah, for sure. Red, white, and blue thunder, the class of 88 and the That's probably the greatest grade. float of all time. Yes, I mean, I mean, really that was, was awesome. So, you know, I talked, <laughs> yeah. I talked about the class of 87, our prowess building pyramids. Uh, we were on the other end of the spectrum. Our floats yeah, our were life, terrible. And the only reason they ever did anything was because Carrie Hill was always on the float and he would just do anything he could <laughs> to stuff. make it entertaining. But well, I know the, the worst, like you can't even call it a float, was the year that the Chips class put it. It was that was 91. Was that your no, no, no. That was a scene. That was our. That was like yeah, yeah. But you graduated ninety one, so, so you're saying nine the senior year. Yeah, I know. I didn't have anything to do. Like I didn't go out. To, I mean, I mean, he had the biggest piece of crap truck that there ever was, and they basically put like the whole the whole theme was like like hillbilly yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember um, what we even called it, but it it was just like someone built something in the back of his truck. It was just so <laughs> it was yeah. Terrible. We get into that, so go back and listen to that. That yeah. early early twenty it's one of our first ten episodes, I believe. Yeah. Um, the homecoming. We get into that nineteen ninety homecoming parade. So yeah, Darby drove the truck because Kelly is with the football team. So I'd like to go back and look. Li- I need to go back and listen to some of those early episodes. I feel like now that we sort of know what we're doing, that we had no clue, but I don't know. I, I don't Yeah, know I the- listened to a little bit of the homecoming episode the other day <clears> and um I thought we were doing a pretty good job. I've never gone and listened to the Coach Evans episode again because that was our first, very night. first. One. We were we were shaky on it and nervous, but I'd like to hear how we sound. Yeah. Hopefully, we sound better today than we did then, but maybe we sounded great that night. Yeah, I mean, there. Listen, we've got moments now where we don't sound like we know what right. we're doing, but oh, it, yeah, that's exactly. part of the fun. You know, yeah. you're talking about homecoming. That's one thing that I, I of all the great things at Barreve where my kids go, and and there are a lot of them. Uh, we don't have a football team, so they do homecoming during basketball, and it they don't even have a dance. I mean, it's just kind of they crown a queen at halftime of the basketball game, and I mean it's kind of it's yeah. just not anywhere near the same. But but we're lucky at Red Hill to have 
such a great legacy of homecoming and as we know um, going back into the bridgeport days and then now as we started at the beginning of the the red hill era um that that tradition is is alive and well still and we're glad to hear that they've already announced the homecoming dates for next year i saw yes um, so yeah, that's September 28th, I think, whatever that last Saturday in September is, playing the Fisher Bunnies. from Fisher from Bunnies? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, from Champaign County. I'll actually be there Thursday night for Ridgeview versus Fisher Volleyball. I still want to get over there and do like we did in basketball, do a live pod during a football game. I'd, I'd love to do that. If we don't do it this year, maybe, maybe next year. Well, on behalf of David King, who's on assignment, of course, he couldn't be here tonight. This show, like every show, is written, directed, produced, edited, and all that good stuff. Believe it or not, we do edit a little bit. By Chip Jamerson, Gary Emmons, and myself, Brian Emmons, and we're happy to do so. If you could, give us a good rating on wherever you listen to this podcast and hit the subscribe button, most importantly. That lets everybody, all of our sponsors, know how many people are listening every week, and it's getting better. So, on behalf of the guys, we are glad to be here, and we are Red Hill. Let's go white.